Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now through january 8th you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dc news 35 that's dc n-e-w-s three five dc news 35 use that code until january 8th and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com Hey there all you DC Comics News fans, comic book fans, DC Comics fans, fans of lists, fans of top fives. Anything other than that, if you just like a good podcast that talks about stuff, well, you're in the right place. Now I don't know about you, but out where I am, we're getting the cold, wet weather. And because of that, for some reason, it always seems to inspire in me a desire to get out of the cold and the wet and settle in to some great stories. And my oh my, do we have some great stories for you. This is the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. This is episode number 83. Starting things off for this episode, I've got Batman Black and White number one. One of those great collections. A themed approach to a classic character. One of a few we'll have on this list, but starting off with this one. Batman Black and White is a gorgeous thing. One of those beautiful displays of art that signifies just how malleable these characters are under the pens, pencils, inks, and more of amazing artists and the storytellers, the writers who bring these tales to life, make the images have more meaning with every single word, every single significant and subtle detail. Gorgeous cover on this by Greg Capullo and Jonathan Glapion with variant cover by J.H. Williams III. Another variant cover, this one a villain variant cover by Peach Momoko with a pinup by Max Fiamara. Inside you've got some great stuff. Writers like James Tynan, uh, J.H. Williams III, G. Willow Wilson, Emma Rios, Paul Dini, and then you've got gorgeous, gorgeous art. Illustrations by Trad Moore, letters by Clayton Cowles, illustrations by J.H. Williams III, letters by Todd Klein, illustrations by Greg Smallwood, letters by Clem Robbins, illustrations by Emma Rios, letters by Steve Wands, illustrations by Andy Cooper with letters by Rob Lay, and so much more to enjoy, to sink into. It it really does a wonderful job of glancing back 
at moments from Batman's history, not only as they can tell stories in the here and now, but also as a way of looking back to some of those earliest stories of the Dark Knight's black and white adventures, the history, the characters, and as so often is the case with great DC Comics characters, the legacy, all of the things that have made them so wonderful to read and enjoy, and because of that, make that great place in our hearts. There's something delightful about the way Batman, who is a character who has been around for over 80 years, can continue to delight, amaze, and inspire all of us with these beautiful stories. So original, so classic in their rendering, and so aware of the fact that we've heard so many great stories before, we've seen them, we've read them, and yet all it takes is one new idea, maybe a few, in the case of this beautiful anthology, this thematic work, to show us just how much more still awaits to be discovered. There are some truly gorgeous moments, subtle, bright, dark, wonderful, and with them, all the challenges and complexities that come with an amazing character. Oh, and those pinups? Those are some wonderful moments in between stories where you flip through and find yourself just delightfully amazed and grateful that that's something you get to take in. I really loved reading through every page of Batman Black and White number one, which is why it's quite a joy to share it with you as my first choice here on episode number 83, a great five out of five book. And the second, or the first, we sometimes I just mess things up, the first of two of our Batman titles for this week. So sticking with that Bat family theme, and yet at the same time, <laughs> doing our best to keep in mind this, this next selection is chosen for its merits and not just the fact that it's also a Batman title, but sometimes we lump things together because they go nice in pairs. I'm talking about Detective Comics number 1032, the head wound story written by Peter J. Tomasi with pencils by Brad Walker, inks by Andrew Hennessy, colors by Dave McCaig, and letters by Rob Lay. Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, and Brad Anderson provide the original cover, with Lee Bermejo providing the variant cover. Which one are you going to pick? Ooh, it's going to be a tough choice. I know that much. Now, what else do I know? Well, I know that villains like Tommy Elliot, Mr. Hush, they seem like they're only going to appear for certain stories. In fact, for a while, it almost feels like there's a moratorium on characters after they appear for the first time, make a very long and substantial run, and then, for whatever reasons, move off the board, no longer become players in the game for a while. And should they return when they do return, either in the hands of the creator who first brought them to life, or through the voice and talents of another writing and art team, it seems as though the new edition, the next chapter, is always both interesting and, for me at least, a little surprising. I know characters have depth, and I know that in many cases it's easy to believe that what we have seen their first time around is all they have to offer, when in reality, in 
far too many cases, in fact. Characters are much more complex, and given time, and the opportunity to show us all the sides they have to offer, can be not only enlightening, but an exposing moment and series of moments that can reveal to us all the ways we can anticipate them returning in the future. Because so often, so few Batman villains truly stay gone forever. In comics, so often, it's true that villains rarely stay gone forever. So maybe it really shouldn't be a surprise that now we've got Hush back on the scene as he has been over the last few issues and has set the Bat family in his sights. Now, along the way, we have actually two stories occurring within this issue, two main stories. One is the fact that the Bat family has been captured, that so many of them are currently at the mercy of Hush, but two is the story of Batman's Black Casebook, something that appeared, you'll remember, a little while back. Now, was it Detective Comics number 1000, or was it Batman's 80? Ooh, you're going to have to look back through those to verify, but it's going to be a fun journey, a lot of stories to enjoy along the way. But the discovery of this Black Casebook, and how it's now playing a part not only in the story of Detective Comics and Batman, but also how it's playing a part in the relationship between Batman and Damien. Damien has been on a vengeful streak, and his actions have led him to leave behind the Titans team he once led. And it puts him at odds now with Batman, who, using some fine detective work, has uncovered where his son may be, and potentially the motivations behind taking the black case book. But those are something he's holding close to the chest, and for right now, we are simply left to wonder and question. Another thing I really enjoyed about this issue was a side story about a gentleman named Mr. Nakano, who has appeared in recent issues of Batman stories and is someone who is greatly affected by the Joker War, a police officer who was injured, who suffered uh, the loss of his right eye, and is now running for mayor in the hopes of fixing a broken system, most specifically going after those who wear masks. There's also a side story in Batman's current run that suggests that there are those hunting masks and a question as to whether or not Nakano is associated with them or at some point might become allied with them. But the story at focus here is about getting a replacement eye and the complications that arise when he finds out who the backer is and why it is that changes what his original choice had been regarding receiving the eye. Now, I'm curious to hear your thoughts when you find out the reasons behind why Hush has captured the Bat family and also his method or planned method for getting rid of them. I found it to be an intriguing take and one that was original as far as I can remember. But if you're a Batman fan out there, Detective Comics fan, someone who knows of a similar story that we might be able to compare this with, well... Now I'm curious too. I'll be looking, but I'm just one pair of eyes. If you either think you know or know you know, 
and you want to let me know, do me a favor. Stick around to the very end. I'd love to hear all about it. I do my best to leave you the ways to get in touch with me. With that second choice out of the way, that means it's actually time for our legendary ad break, an opportunity for me to step away for a moment, allow the mighty editor-in-chief, Mr. Josh, to fill you in on all the great things going on here at DC Comics News, how you can be a part of it, and why it is you don't want to miss out. Afterwards, we'll be back with my third, fourth, and fifth choices right here on the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 83. See you in just a moment. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, editor-in-chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now, through January eighth, you can get thirty five percent off site wide by using the code DC News thirty five. That's DC. N-E-W-S-3-5. DC News 35. Use that code until January 8th and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. Hi everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um... Can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> no. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. 
I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not f*** bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Accepted season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, we are back. I am back. I'm using the royal we because I have to keep in mind when I talk to you, I'm also talking on the behalf of DC Comics News. And man, that's a mighty big family to have supporting me. I'm happy to continue on with episode number 83 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack right here on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. We've already finished my first two books, 
Batman Black and White and Detective Comics number 1032. For my next choice, I'm moving into Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Flashpoint number 1. Written and with pencils by Brian Hitch, inks by Andrew Curry and Scott Hanna with colors by Alex Sinclair and Jeremiah Skipper. Rob Blay provides the letters. Original cover by David Marquez and Alex Sinclair. It's a haunting cover, one in which Thomas Wayne drapes himself in Batman's uniform over the tombstone of Barry Allen, which is significant because this story picks up at a pivotal moment in the Flashpoint storyline. There is a moment when Barry takes a monumental risk and after failing, continues to press on, taking yet another risk. What would happen if that risk had led to tragic consequences that somehow, some way, meant that there was no longer a flash? What then would change? Well, I would imagine everything, most importantly, a world that had been changed by Barry's actions and that could no longer be changed back. Now that he no longer has his powers and it is no longer the Flash. You'll have to read about how it happens. That's one of those things I simply should not take away from you, let alone ruin for you. So there we are in a dystopian world, one that is broken and challenged. And it's here that we see the reverse Flash step in to make moves, take advantage of controlling this world, and in the process, begin a conversation with Thomas Wayne about what is possible, what Barry could have done. Why does the reverse Flash claims to be so much greater and better than the Flash that inspired him, and why it is that he believes he has all of the necessary tools to change the world, to make it into his image. Now, Thomas disagrees with this belief and approach, and together with Cyborg, he launches a plan that includes a familiar character from the Flashpoint storyline. Because of that, a huge swath of actions are unleashed and revealed, and as they are and when they are, the reverse Flash, who up until this moment appeared to have things well in hand, in fact, for the most part, it appeared as though he was going to get everything he wants. Because this is a tale from the dark multiverse, even those characters with the darkest intentions rarely are successful. There are so many malevolent forces working against them. And because of that, even the plans of the reverse Flash are put to the test. Now, because he's the reverse Flash, there is the fact that he still has enough time to make some decisions about how he chooses to face this, whether it's directly, or as he more often has been known to do, to weave himself through the tapestry of time, to make subtle inferences and influences, and in the process, he can not only change the world and the future, but he can raise the issue of something that's referred to in this story as the hope of a single bullet and what it can change and what it's possible of doing. What will this mean the reverse flash chooses to do? Why is it that his actions are changing the world so quickly and on such great and small scale that not even the narrator, our very own Tempest Fugina, can 
see how it will all transpire and what the fate of this dark world might end up actually turning into. He actually asks a great question as to whether or not there is hope there. And if so, what does it mean now that that hope has changed hands from one known as Barry Allen to another known as Eobard Thawne? How can he affect change in the one moment that he chooses to select in history? Will it be the only moment or are there others on the horizon? And from that, how can they play into the interesting narrative that I have found developing at the end of these stories, whether it's in War of the Gods Wonder Woman, the adventure that we have experienced with Lobo, or more recently now in this Flashpoint universe. Can these worlds be enough to come together and do anything, if possible, about the war currently being waged between Perpetua and the one who used to be known as the Batman Who Laughs? I really thought this was an interesting idea, and I'm curious to see how it plays out in the remaining story of Perpetua versus the Dark Knight. The Batman who laughs. Oops, looks like my little girl Fiji has popped in for an interruption. That's okay, I'll pause for a moment because that was my third choice, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Flashpoint number one, which means all we have left are my fourth and fifth choices. Hey puppies. All right, so I got the dogs out of here for a minute and that means I have just enough time, if they let me, to get through these last two books on this episode. My next up is Dark Knight's Death Metal, the last stories of the DC Universe. Really great collection. I mean, we were just talking about themes, right? Thematics, and we had Batman Black and White to start things off, and now we have this lovely collection, the last stories of the DC Universe. I mean, man, I could honestly lose five straight minutes just going through the list of talent that's on here. It's phenomenal. Instead, I'm going to focus on the titles of the stories, Titans in Together, Green Lantern in Last Night, Wonder Woman in The Question, Green Arrow and Black Canary in Dust of a Distant Storm, Aquaman in Whalefall, The Bat Family in We Fight for Love, and Superman in Man of Tomorrow. So many amazing writers, artists, colorists, letterers, cover artists. It's truly gorgeous. I can honestly say I picked this for this episode and I'm already plotting how it is that I will add it onto my list. Sometimes things miss my radar, but I guarantee when it comes to collections of stories like this, they always find a way to make it into my shopping cart. I, I don't know how it works for you. I don't know if it's the same way and if it's not, that's okay with me. But I love that this story starts out with the Titans. And the ideas behind the earliest versions of the Titans, the characters and the journeys that they have been on, the many iterations of the Titans that we have had throughout the years, the decades, throughout the ages of comics that have come and gone. And also a really great appearance by a character who has been so altered and changed by writer Tom King that his place among the Titans is now completely different, and it's viewed as such. The stories that follow 
whether it's about Hal Jordan, Green Arrow, Black Canary, they are wonderful stories of hope and redemption, of growth and promise, of returning to roots, and in all of it, being those great things that we love about DC Comics, their stories and their characters. This was really one of those things that I was struggling about whether or not I should try and just cover every story in this issue, knowing that I simply did not have time. Can you imagine how much my dogs would be scratching at the door and bursting their way in if I took that long for this episode? I can honestly say it would be unpleasant for all of us. Me in the process of trying to record while they, well, broke in, and you trying to listen while at the same time dealing with them. Thankfully, I think I made the wise choice, and I'm happy to let you know that if you're looking for a great collection of stories, one that can exist within the storyline of Dark Knight's death metal, or simply be added to your collection of great anthology selections from DC Comics, you're in a win-win. Why not get a great collection of stories like this? And keeping that in mind, I'm more than happy to move into my fifth and final choice. I have a confession to make after following up that great five out of five choice. When it comes to this, my fifth and final choice for episode number 83, my confession is that it is a book based on an idea that I only first discovered through Marvel Comics. I know if you're a loyal DC fan, you might be thinking some pretty heinous thoughts about me, but please know that I didn't want to make any specific judgments. I had discovered some Marvel characters I was curious about, but also I wanted something wonderful for the holidays, something beautiful and thematic, and I discovered a holiday collection that Marvel had put out back in the early 90s, and because of that, I found a couple of those that I was able to enjoy. But it's also because of those that I had to struggle for the feelings that they made me feel about Marvel characters that I also wanted to feel about DC characters. So whenever I came across a DC story, a comic book, either series or special edition or holiday or anything like that, my heart melted a little bit, just a little bit extra. And for each example that I've enjoyed, whether it's a classic Plastic Man story explaining who Santa Claus was and how the Justice League had to save him and how it involved Neron and all sorts of villainous ways, it's for me a joy to add as my fifth and final choice, DC's Very Merry Multiverse. This wonderful anthology is again packed full of amazing writers and artists. Legendary names, great stories featuring Harley Quinn, the League of Shadows, Batman, the Unjustice League, Teen Justice, Booster Gold, President Superman, Prez, Batman Beyond, and even a Lobo story. A very Lobo Hanukkah, of all things. Now, for me, what always makes these stories so great is the spirit behind them. These are creators who have an opportunity to tell a joyful story about a holiday spirit that so often is what gives us that tiniest bit of hope in the midst of the cold and gloomy and the gray. Whatever your holiday experience might be, whatever your reasons behind it are, whether they are religious, whether they are spiritual, whether they are fam familial, whether they are personal, 
your reasons for why you like or maybe dislike the holidays can be enjoyed through these stories. And if nothing else, they're stories about hope, light, and heart during a very cold time of the year. DC's Very Merry starts off with some really fun introductions to what we think we know and some somewhat dark comedy about what we believe is true or simply is accepted when it comes to superheroes, holidays, comic books, and more. It's really one of those collections that makes me smile and makes me also grateful that there's so much in here that I can hint at things without feeling like I'm ever in the risk of spoiling. What you will get is a great adventure that crosses multiverses, that introduces characters you may or may not be familiar with, and tells us just what it means to be a part of a holiday season for them. Maybe you'll find a comparison, maybe you'll find a new insight. Hopefully what I think you'll find is a great collection of stories that I am happy to make my fifth and final choice for this episode. But it is a wonderful five out of five collection. And man, that brings us to the very end of DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 83. I've been your host, Seth Singleton, and it's been a pleasure for me to share these books with you, to encourage you to check them out, and to hopefully hear your thoughts as well. How can you do that? Easy. All you have to do is find us on whatever your social media platform is and use the at symbol DC Comics News. That's at capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. When you do, you let the entire gang here at DC Comics News know what you're thinking, what you're talking about, and how we should know more about what you have to say. You can use that on whether you choose or whether you find yourself there facebook instagram twitter tumblr and so many others and along the way who knows what you might discover in fact maybe follow us on one of those channels and see what else could be in store you can of course let me know directly i've been your host seth singleton you can find me on twitter as one more singleton on instagram is seth the writer you can find me a all over the internet, wherever I might exist, just by typing my name, Seth Singleton, and the word story into a search engine. However you do find me, leave me a message. I'd love to hear all about it, and hopefully enjoy another great story with you. In the meantime, I encourage you to not miss out on the opportunity to catch all the great new content always coming your way from DC Comics News Podcast Network. How do you do it? Hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on right now. When you do, you'll make sure that you get new episodes of great content like, say, The Spinner Rack, our DC Comics News weekly podcast covering news about movies, TV, streaming, comics, and more. Great episode-by-episode breakdowns, whether it's I Am The Night, hosted by Steve J. Ray, explaining and detailing the wonders of Batman the Animated Series, or if it's Mad Love, a Harley Quinn cast, taking an episode-by-episode look at that really raunchy but fun DC Universe original featuring Harley Quinn. There's more in the way and more in store, and you'll want to make sure you're part of it all. Also wanted to let you know about a newer addition to our casting catalog. That would be DC and After Dark, hosted by our very own Miss Kelly Gaines. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Wherever you go... We recommend you subscribe. I certainly do. This way we can always tell you more about what's happening here at DC Comics News, how you can be a part of it, 
and why you don't want to miss it. Once again, this has been DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 83. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. I hope your holiday season is packed with the same. And with that, our final reminder, my final reminder to you is read more comics. It's always better that way, isn't it? Take care now. Catch you next time.